Brothers and sisters of the barbecue world, Cowboy Kev here welcoming you to another episode of Man Meat Barbecue with your host, Mikey K. Man Meat Barbecue is proudly sponsored by Fire and Smoke Barbecue. If you're looking for a new seasoning, head over to fireandsmokebbq.com. We ship nationwide or pick up a catering menu for those of you in the Chicago area. Also brought to you by Myron Mixon Smokers. If you're a caterer competition or just a backyard cooker, we have the smoker for you. Go check them out at MyronMixonSmokers.com. And now, here's your host, Mikey K. We're hanging out with Matthew from, uh, it's Gus's, it's Gus's Barbecue, but if you're looking for it on Instagram, it's G-U-S-S underscore BBQ. If you just type it all in as one word, you're going to get somebody else. So don't don't type that in all as one word. Um, listen to what I say. It's G-U-S-S underscore BBQ. Uh, Matthew, dude, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast, hanging out with us, and we're about to chat barbecue. Um, so what kind of, what kind of, what brought you into barbecue? Uh, to be honest, first and foremost, thanks Mikey for having me on the show. And it, it really started for a really good excuse to get my buddies over on Sunday fun days and just drink beer and hang out. Okay. I, I started on a shitty gas grill. I made horrible chicken and steak tips and whatever sides. And I'm surprised I didn't kill anyone. (laughs) And then it just, I went out, I bought a Weber. I finally went out and bought a Weber charcoal grill I saw something, like one of my buddies cooking. I said, you know what? I got to try it. I threw it on. I fucked up everything for a solid three months. I mean, it was bad. It was before I even looked on YouTube or Instagram or anything before that. Mm-hmm. And then I just, I wanted to eat better. So I started learning, self-teaching myself and cooking to feel. I didn't have any temperatures, probes, nothing. I just, I started going at it and I finally got better and better. And then I started doing rib competitions and backyard stuff. And then finally, over the last couple of years, people say, hey, where can I buy this? So then I started going out and I'm walking that fine line. I'm doing the family and friends catering side of it now. Okay. I'm I'm doing uh, Northeast Barbecue and KCBS events. I'm working on getting a trailer for next year to possibly start vending and catering doing pop-ups going around that rope but as of right now it's just me i got a couple smokers i'm doing mostly like tailgate parties for friends and family for like patriots games stuff like that wings ribs brisket pork butt etc yep but man that's how it starts right you you kind of yeah it's a horrible addiction (laughs) (laughs) no i mean you could smoke worse things like meth yeah, or crack. Or crack. I mean, those are those are out there. Yeah. I mean, and hey, you'll have less teeth if you do both of those. <laughs> so, no, I mean, it's it's going. I I, started, I became a big fan of your podcast. I started listening to more. And then I finally got into whack. I started going to YouTube. I reached out. I joined Facebook group pages. And I learned a lot more. And then I said, oh, screw it. I'll try doing this. I'll try doing that. And it, some things worked. Some things haven't. And I'm just, I'm still on the fly. I'm still learning every single day. I, I've reached out to a couple catering guys, vending guys. I'm learning a ton from them. And it's all in all, it's a, it's a great addiction to have. Well, as you know, that, that is, uh, that is a place that I'm into. 
um, I am on the catering side of it. Uh, besides Man Meat Barbecue, we have an amazing catering company called Fire and Smoke Barbecue, uh, Barbecue Company, if anyone ever wants to check us out. Um, there's a shameless plug there. I kind of do these a lot, but it's my podcast, and I can do whatever I want. You can, I was going to say, you can do whatever the fuck you want, right? <laughs> so, uh, my, like, my question is, when you start, you're starting to get into that catering, you want to go into a vending trailer, you want to start doing all this stuff... What draws you to the to the vending side of it? Because, dude, it, it's brutal. <laughs> uh, it, it sounds extremely cliche, but when I first started selling a couple tra- uh, trays of pulled pork and, you know, 10 racks of ribs, a brisket, it's like someone comes up to you and like, damn, that was really good. I can't wait. What's your phone number? Where's your business card? Where's your website? I'm just going, uh, uh, none, uh yeah, nothing. Yeah. Like, you don't have no answer. Yeah, but why not? It turns them a hobby. Maybe I can get like I'm a full time plumber. Okay, so I'm like maybe I can take something I really enjoy doing day in day out, put my money, get my startup, get it rocking and rolling, and then I can actually retire from the plumbing side of the business and actually really focus on doing this. Yeah, it's it's real. It's really. It's real. I mean. I'm already taking uh, – I will, I should say. I will be taking a barbecue school in December, uh, Smoking Hogs, uh, Billy Galepsy. Awesome. I'll be taking that in December. And then I should have my trailer by March, but I'm going to do it completely custom. I'm going to do all the work myself. Okay. I was going to say, I'm are gonna, you having anyone build it or are you, are you going to – No, I'm going to buy it and I'm going to do it completely organic to what I want to do with it. Okay. So the, See, the the main goal is to kind of start. I'm hoping to get 16 footer. I'm thinking that's where I'm going to start at. Okay. But you know, it's just like buying a smoker. Now, do you plan whatever, on whatever a whatever size? Yeah. What whatever size you think you need, always go larger. I will agree with you on that. I I've learned actually, that the hard way. I was actually um, I was just at a uh, a barbecue store in Chicago. Um, Wanamakers, if you guys, uh, if you guys are looking for a great place in, da- in Downers Grove, Wanamakers does some awesome stuff. Ask for my buddy Steve, great dude. Um, but we were there, and there was a, there was a couple. They're kind of debating on what grill to get, and he was like, you know, they they weren't really they weren't barbecue people in the sense of like like us kind of crazy people. Uh, you know, they were ju- they were just looking for a Weber gas grill. Um. And, you know, he asked his wife, he's like, well, do you want a three burner or a four burner? And he, then he kind of asked me, he's like, what would you get? I'm like, not a gas grill. But, yeah, but, you know, in the most polite way with the biggest right? dickhead face, though, to give him. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, listen, I'm like, listen, I'm like, okay, this is the advice that I'm going to give you. I'm like, you can always turn a four burner into a three burner. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but you can almost. I'm like, but you can never turn that three, three into burner four. into four. You just can't. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, you can always use that smoke. You can always use less room on that smoker. You yep, can of never course. use more. And that's one of the hardest things. Like that, I think a lot of people don't understand is I can't ever get six more inches on my smoker. No, and it's a tough battle. I think I actually asked you the question a couple months ago. I saw that you're running the uh, H2L48. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. And, and I'm like, oh, but why didn't you get the 60? You, I ask myself that every day. 
I just uh, we we actually have a mixing dealer two miles down the street from me. Okay. And that is I'm going on that side right now. I'm either going to run the G thirty three, the gravity fed. Killer smoker. Yeah, yeah, it's, I've seen the thing in person. I've, I've actually got to cook on it. Uh, the guy owns a uh, backyard living store. It's mostly like hard pavers, stuff like that, okay. lighting grills. But he, he's a mixing vendor. And I've actually helped him cook on it. And wow, what a, what a machine. He will not cook on the H2O, Why? which I, I, I don't know. I honestly, I don't know. I've, I've pleaded with him just to let me do a demo on the thing. Just to fire it off. Because, I mean, I've had, like, the traditional Okie Joes. I've cooked on Langs. Yeah. I, I've, I've done the stick burning. It, hey, it's fun. But I, I'll say I, I run Humphreys now. I do enjoy sleep. So the, <laughs> the, the, the H2O will, will run like a stick burner. It will run like a stick burner. It's not going to hold heat for, like, six hours. Well, I'm assuming a couple sticks, you can get at least an hour or so out of it, maybe a little bit more. You're going to get about 45 minutes. Re- on, on three sticks, really? Yeah, you're going to get about 45 minutes. Oh, man. Power to you, man. You're going to get about 45 minutes out of it, depending on the cold, obviously. Um, you know, you're, you're, from, you're from Massachusetts. You guys get some cold weather up there, too. Um, yeah, I fired I up a... A steak uh, last year, it was negative 20-something with the wind chill, I think. We got we had one of those days where it was negative 52 with the wind chill, so I decided that beef ribs was the best thing to do. Yeah, because that's always a genius idea, a nice seven-hour cook. Yeah, I mean, it made sense to me. Oh, why the hell not? <laughs> well, you, let me guess, you were, you were in shorts, a hoodie, and no gloves too, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, isn't that always, isn't that always the case? And you're yep. just staring at your smoker from the window, and then you go, "Ah, oh, shit, there's a time. I gotta run back out there. Hold gotta my run, beer. Gotta run out there. Hold on, give me a minute. Here we go. This is gonna be cold, but it was, but it was great. Um, and but it, depending on the temperature, you're gonna get about 45 minutes out of it. Um, but are you running? Are you running it hot and fast like mixing? Are you doing? I am you know, though. Yeah, I'm running it hot and fast. So you I'm, did you did convert over. I did. Isn't that crazy? I'm just starting but, to get into that now, and I'm really appreciating it. But but what I'm saying, I'm still not going quite as hot as he is. Okay. okay. So I I'm two seventy five three hundred. That's that's what I'm now dipping my feet into right and now. And he's more three hundred three twenty five. Yep. And I go ahead. I haven't been. I have. Like, I've gone up to the three twenty five. But I feel like the two – like my mixing, my my cooker likes to sit at 275, 300 all day long. Like that's where it – like that's where it cruises. My go-to smoker, I'm 250 all day. That has always kind of been my comfort zone anyways. Yeah. And it loves to sit at 250 all day. But if you take out the water pan on it and you put um, the fire bricks in, you're 275, 300 and it's still consistent. It's good. It comes back to temp really fast, and I'm dipping. I, don't get me wrong; I've screwed up a couple things on it, but yeah, it's trial are. and error. I'm not. I'm still not used to the timeline. Yeah, it throws well, everything off. The bark sets differently. It does. Ro- you got to rotate the racks when you're cooking multiple stuff. Yeah, it's it's a little different. The nice thing about the the nice thing about the H2O that I, I will say when I when I run that run it nice and hot and fast for me. The bark sets amazing, um, which is always clutch. 
Which is, yeah, exactly. And then, it, like, I do my wings. Dude, they come out crunchy. They're fantastic. And people are like, you get crunchy wings with that much water in there, that much moisture in there? I'm like, yeah. Uh, like, I, have, I have not turned out good wings. I, on my Humphreys, I've done them good on my pellet, getting them real hot. I, I am a huge, I use my Vortex probably three times a week. I absolutely love using a web of Vortex. Now, what, what temp are you pulling your, your, uh, your wings at, though? Uh, I use honestly. I bring them almost to two hundred. Yeah, so am I. Okay. And yeah. then I'm either I'm either brine them in pickle juice. See, or, I don't brine. Oh well, I was gonna say if I don't brine, I pat dry it, and then I air chill them in the fridge for an hour or two. Dude, out of they come out of the fridge for me. Um, they go straight into a dry rub and straight under the cooker. Wow, I'll have to try it that way. I I, I think. Before, when I've done it in the past like that, I've gotten the rubbery thing, and I'm like, I don't understand what I'm doing. I'm cooking at the, I'm cooking at the temperature I'm supposed to be at, but I'm still not getting that delicious bite through. I think it might just happen to be just that, maybe the the temp that you're cooking at. I'm I'm usually right, I'm usually right around 450. Oh, okay. 4, 425, 450 when I'm doing wings. See, I'm at 300. Ooh. And you're still getting crunch, huh? Mm-hmm. Nice. I'll have to try it. And I I'll think to, it, I, maybe I've never thrown them in there. Maybe it's because going at 300, it's bringing them up a little bit slowly, but it's giving that skin time to dry to, out and to crisp dry up. out and crisp up without overcooking that. You know what I mean? Without like burning the inside of that wing. Now, how are you running that H2O in Chicago winters with the water? You need the water. Doesn't it freeze it's, up on you? Dude, it's it's it's. It's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> um, what we what we've done is we've insulated the hose, um, so the hose is insulated, and now at the catering kitchen we we run a hot water tap. So <laughs> the hose is insulated, and we have hot water running through it, which is very nice. Really, the only way to go. We're actually going to be switching to a uh, a heated hose. So, oh, that, I didn't even know they had those. They they have them for RVs, like for people that camp and stuff. Or uh, they live in a trailer park. Or they live in a yeah. I was trying to be nice. <laughs> well, well, most people don't camp in the wintertime. That some do. Some people are crazy. Yeah, same with us going out there and cooking in negative yeah. fifty-two degrees. Exactly. Beef ribs. Hey, so, uh, yeah, let's just put some dino ribs on. It's fine. It's It was a beautiful cook. My my egg held 250 all day long. Uh, nice. So, I, um, so we're going we're gonna to try that out. But they, they rel- those hoses are quite expensive. Um, the water hoses now for the KCBS stuff that you have to get, they're big money too. And those are just the clear water hoses. It's, it's a new requirement this year. You have to have a clear water hose? And they're hose? big money because you don't know where you're set up on the contest. So you don't know how long how long of a hose you need. Yeah. Basically. So you could be like, okay, you I've done this tailgate one before and I only need 50 feet. Well, you could show up the next year and you're now 300 feet down. So how much hose do they tell you to bring? They don't. They just tell you that it's a requirement. When you do your check-in, it's just a requirement to have it. Oh, okay. So you just better hope a Walmart has some in stock. Oh, God. That's insane. Makes no sense. Yeah, well, but you know. that, that's that's the politics of 
Yeah, we'll, we'll get started on that maybe soon. <laughs> uh, I, I have a I have a real love hate relationship with competition barbecue. So do I. You're with me on that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure I'm with you on that. I, I know. I will say we are we're in the verge of building our trailer, and what we will be actually putting on the back of our trailer will be the um, porch. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a porch, but but the cooker that will be on the back of that beauty will be the uh, reverse flow gravity feed from Mixon. You are going to go with V33. Uh, no, or G9. No, I'm going to actually do the reverse flow, which is their new model that they just put out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the one uh, he has the hog one, right? Yeah. With it? Yeah, we're going to we're going to go with, we're going to go with the 72. Oh boy. The pockets are deep. It's going to be a <laughs> big boy. It is it's going to be a big boy. It is um it's gonna be brutal, but it's we gotta do it. Um, and you're also gonna mount your H two O on top of that. We're not gonna mount the H two O on that one. The H two O is gonna stay at the kitchen. So now, that, how did you go about finding a commissary? Google. <laughs> Just ch- so basically asking your local churches, bar owners, stuff like that. Uh, no, dude, we googled it, and there's actually a commissary that we rent. So, um, oh, okay. you can go, you can go the route that you're saying local churches. Um, if you know anyone in the fire department, um, most fire departments have commercial kitchens. Um, and then chur- most churches, not all churches, but most churches also have commercial kitchens. So you can kind of, you know, get around that, uh, by going to those places. Also, if you know anyone that owns a restaurant, they can let you use their restaurant as a commissary, um, but that still that still runs into you're better off actually going almost the route you guys went and renting your own. That way, you know what you have. You don't have to worry about getting kicked out one day randomly. That and et cetera, et cetera. That and also it, it makes my life easier because I log on and I say I want kitchen time from A to you know A to B, whatever, right? Yep. And I'm and I'm in and I'm done. Yeah, there's no questions asked. You know what you already paid for. You show up, do your thing, and you're done. Exactly. And then the other thing is like the commissary that we rent has uh, – it's got four four or five different kitchen spaces. Oh, wow. So it, it's just it's – that's all they are. They're, they're just a, – they're, they're a commissary kitchen. So there's a bunch of caterers working out of it. A bunch of you know barbecue dudes that are working out of it. And it just makes your life a little bit easier in the sense of I know that there's going to be a kitchen – Usually, usually yeah. readily available. So if I get a, a last minute job, I can usually take it. Uh, where if you're kind of renting somebody else's space, then you got to be like, "Hey, can can I use it on Tuesday?" And if they're like, "No, we're we're solidly booked," like for you know us, then it's like, "Oh shit, well, where am I going?" You go? now now you have to turn down work. A potential uh, potential clients now gone. Yeah, and you're fucked. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, and then you're also running the risk of if something happens to their restaurant, your restaurant goes is now food. is now gone. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. It's like, uh, or your your you know your food service establishment is now is now gone. Now there are certain states that will let you use a trailer as a commissary if you have gray water, if you have you know hot yes. water and all that. Massachusetts stuff. And, is one of those. Okay, see, so Massachusetts then, is one. That is that is nice for you. Um, we have a problem of certain parts of our state will allow it, 
but not all of our state will allow it. Yeah. So basically town regulation. So yeah, like the health code in a place that's 20 miles from me is absolutely horrible. It's, it's a nightmare trying to, trying to get a permit. And then you can go right next door to me and they won't even look and they'll just say, Hey, just check your cooking temps. They'll come by every now and then they'll check what you're, you know, you say, make sure you're in the saves yeah. zones and you're good to go. So if it it's, makes you feel brutal. any better, one of the um, counties that we actually work in, they were the people that wrote the book for the health departments. <laughs> That's it, wait, is that good or bad? <laughs> it's kind of a mixed bag. If you get one of the old grumpy motherfuckers that are coming from there, you get a Car- uh, you get a Karen. Yeah, if you get Karen, then you, then you're just fucked. But. Yep. A, I what I've been actually seeing is a lot of younger people going into the health department, which is fantastic because you can actually talk to these people. Um, yep. You know, they come over and it's like, hey, bud, what's up? Like, you know, you make them laugh a little bit. They check your temperatures. Everything's good to go. And, you know, as long as you have all, all your right paperwork and all that stuff, which that that's another big pain in the ass is filing paperwork. I, and doing I'm all learning that. that right now. I'm I'm literally trying getting out of that that sketchy friends and family illegal basement crap and I'm going now into the legal side and it's a big pain in the dick. You know, we all have to start somewhere though. <laughs> yeah, you know? no, I mean, exactly. You you have to start somewhere and it's for a bunch of buddies but no one buys anything. Now it's like, "Hey, the game's on next Sunday. I need a tray of this, a tray of that, and a tray of this." Awesome. Here's my price. Perfect. Cash. Yep. That works great. You know, that's the uh, that's the funny thing is a lot of people that I talk to are like, I want to start catering. I want to start um, I want to start doing this stuff. And I'm like, cool. Next time your buddies want something, give them a price. If they pay it, you're in business. Yep. If they, if they won't don't pay it, fucked. then you're just giving away free food, bro. You know what I mean? Because everyone's always tell like, there's so many people that are like, no, no, you don't understand. All my friends and family say that I make the best rib possible. I make the best rib possible. Here's the thing. Ribs don't travel well. No, not at all. I learned that the hard way. You got to learn how to travel a rib. Yep. Um, brisket. Sliced brisket doesn't travel. Nope. So, like, for us, we offer chopped brisket at our pop-ups. Why? And we get shit for it. People are like, well, why isn't it sliced? And I'm like, here's the thing. It's not sliced for these two reasons. A, I'm not setting up a portable slicer. That's just, no. A portable slicing station is just just fucking, the health department Astronomical would, amount of money. Yeah, but the health department would freak out. Okay? Yeah. Second of all, I live in I live in Chicago, Illinois. People up here, if I say lean or fatty, will always say lean, right? Unless they, why? Because Who they just they, they just flat? don't get it. They just don't get it. So here's yeah. the thing: I'll give them the best of both worlds. If I chop it, you get lean and fat put together. Yep. They don't know any different. It just makes more sense. Plus, it holds better. Much better. And if I'm holding something for four hours, 
like a normal pop-up is that I got, it's got a hold. Yeah. You got to keep it. You got to keep it that temp. You, you know, you got to hold it. It's got to, it's got to be moist though. When that, you know, when that last person orders that brisket. Yeah. Because that's the Karen that is going to write a review on your pop-up because she got the last plate that got dried the fuck out. Yeah. Well, uh, God, dude, you don't understand how many we've gotten reviews that are like, the brisket was fatty. Uh-huh. The fatty cut of meat was fatty. Yep. I had somebody tell me that my pork belly burnt ends were fatty. I go, that's oh, shocking. But, but they had no problem eating that 1,000 calorie piece of deliciousness. Oh, no, yeah, absolutely. But they're just like, they were like, there was a lot of fat in it. Yeah, it's pork belly. No it's shit, It's mainly Sherlock. fucking fat. <laughs> Like, let me help you out. <laughs> Have you ever looked at a piece of bacon and been like, that doesn't look fatty at all. That looks super lean. Because they only like, see the bacon. They only see the bacon that's already been cured or sliced at their, their exactly. local grocery market. They don't see that big hunk of pork belly slab that is yep. half fat, half meat. And what we do with it, we cube it, we make it into pork belly burn ends. And, and then the other people that do get it, it's so refreshing when they come up to, they're like, your fat was still silky. They're like, the, it, it had a great bite through. Like, it was ridiculous that you were able to keep it that long. And I'm like, thank you. And that's like, great. You know, you know we, we've learned how to keep it. You know, we, you, you, you adjust, you, you get the... You get the first gig and then you adjust, right? And you keep going. Yep. You know exactly where you're at. You're you're kind of you're kind of right there with us. And it's one of those things where you get people that'll complain, but at the same time, I mean, my complaint rate is like less than a percentage of people, and I'm serving barbecue to some people that don't understand what the fuck barbecue is. You know what I mean? Like No, because they think they think brisket at Arby's tastes delicious. Exactly. <laughs> like what? The, like what? What the fuck? And then you you're just sitting there like, dude, no, you don't understand. Like, it needs it needs to have flavor. It needs to have this. I had a guy come up to me, and I think our chicken is underrated. I think it, I think it's literally the most underrated thing that we serve. My chicken's fucking spot on. It is juicy. It is flavorful. It's fucking amazing. And are you doing Are you doing leg quarters or are you doing pulled chicken? Whole chickens. You're doing whole birds. We're doing whole birds. Pat yourself on the fucking back right now. Yeah, we're doing Holberts. <laughs> so, and I know that's every everyone that I know that's in the barbecue games. Like, no, no, don't do Holberts. Do breasts and, and and thighs, and and do boneless thighs. It'll be faster. It'll be this. It'll be that. And I'm like, uh huh, cool. I'm gonna do the Holbert. Crazy Why? bastard. But but it's, I, it's the product that I'm getting out of it is just amazing. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm doing Holberts, right? And people. People are like, it just it doesn't move. They're like, I don't know. I don't want chicken. I don't want chicken. I don't want chicken. And then the people that buy our chicken are like, that was, huh, yeah. that was honey. You got to try this. Like that was chicken. Like that was amazing. They're like, that was That's the best great. chicken I've ever had in my life. And I'm like, yeah, I'm telling you, it's underrated. Like fucking order our chicken. <laughs> one of one of my weird cooks that I do that a lot of friends and family like, and I haven't sold them yet because I'm still not exactly at the point where I want to have. I do the Cornish hens and I make a basically a cornbread stuffing sausage mix, and I stuff the Cornish hens with that, and then I smoke them. That's interesting. How long are you smoking? I mean, those are tiny little Cornish hens. How long do you smoke them for? They're, they're quick. They're only they're coming out in two hours, basically. 
Yeah, I was, I was gonna say I was. Yeah, I mean, like I'm doing start to finish. Chicken. They're coming. Yeah, they're coming out two hours. I mean, I'm doing whole chickens in three hours. So I mean, a, a Cornish hen is way yeah, smaller. Yeah, but, but when you stuff, but when you stuff, you're also gonna remember you stuff yeah. it also with everything. Yeah, exactly, and that, that's the other reason. Like a lot of people don't understand beer can chicken. When people freak out about beer can chicken, Ugh, listen, what pointless. the fuck? It's pointless. But here's what you're doing. What you're actually, it's pointless, and it's there is a point to it. And this is what why people don't understand why it comes out juicy, and 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 the reason it helps people who can't cook and maintain temp. Um, you are dropping the temperature of the breasts. In order for them not to overcook and let everything else catch up, and for them yeah, not and you to get, and to get your dark meat up exactly. But that's all you're doing. You're just slowing, slowing. You're you're putting in mass so that that takes longer for it to actually cook. That's all you're doing. It's so that the heat doesn't go up up the cavity, and and you can actually cook things at an even pace. That's all you're doing. The beer doesn't do shit. It, there can be there can be water in there. It doesn't fucking matter. It, it, there's no moisture that's coming out of it. Um, it's a dollar stand. Exactly. Which is, I mean, it's cheap. So fuck it. Yeah. Use it. I Use actually, I did, I actually did beef ribs the other day, and I used, I use a Magnus uh, cider. Usually, I always do Guinness Stout when I do beef ribs at the house. Okay. I always use Guinness. I had a Magnus. I'm like, ah, eh, fuck it. I can't make that much of a difference. I tasted no fucking difference. But I had a Magnus in the fridge, so I used a Magnus. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could put in a PBR and I'll never taste the difference. Probably won't. But in my head, I was like, nope, Guinness Stout, Guinness Stout, Guinness Stout. Yeah, made no difference. It's because people fo- find a recipe, they look at it, and they go, okay, I have to follow this. This person knows exactly what they were doing. I hate to break it to you. Most of the people that write recipes don't fucking know anything that they're doing. They're just trying shit. And when something sticks and hits, they're like, yeah, that, that's the way to fucking do it. Yeah, but – and then some of these people, they, they only cooked it that one time though. Yeah. They haven't even tried out that recipe two and two. Like give that same exact recipe and tell them to cook that thing 50 times and tell me it comes out the exact same. Okay, then let's have a talk. And I mean if it's in a cookbook, yeah, it's probably been cooked by numerous chefs. I'll give them that. True. If it's on the internet, I can't promise it's been It's got to be true. It. It's on the internet. <laughs> it's got to be true. It's on the internet. I mean, it's true. I'm actually enjoying Michael Simon's cookbook right now. Are you? Okay. Yeah, it's not bad. I, I just, I finally started getting in. I got a couple. I got Tuffy. I got Mixon. I got Simon. Um, I'm still looking. Page to the page. I've tried out a couple. Actually, pretty good. Some of it's pretty good. See, I'm not, I'm, I like cookbooks for inspiration. I like looking yeah, you at throw, them. Yeah, you like to throw your own twist on it. Exactly. Like, I can't follow a recipe to the T. If I if I could, I'd be a baker, but I can't fucking bake for shit. So no, neither can I. Um, it's because you probably cook the same way I do. You probably cook with a feel, um, and that's exactly how I cook. I cook with feel, in the in the sense of um, I have to be able to feel it and and see how it's cooking, and and that that's literally how I cook. The only thing I do cook to temp. Oh, with, I cooked uh, the temp. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I, I'll I'll do I'll do my chicken. I'm I'm sticking the chicken. I'm hitting the breast. I'm hitting the I'm hitting the drummies. I'm I'm going over it. But nine times out of ten, I'm using a toothpick in my brisket or pork butt. I'm I, trying to see how it feels. I use a toothpick called a thermopen. Uh, 
Thermopack yeah. will hate me for that. I'm sorry, Thermoworks. I love your product. Don't get me wrong. I think they're fucking fantastic. I love using them, but I will stick it in and, and I feel, I'll, I'll look at the temperature and if I'm in that range, like, let, let's all be honest. Once you, once you're at, I don't know if you wrap your brisket or not. I wrap in butcher paper. Um, that, yeah, I'm the same. I'm a butcher paper guy. Okay, so I will. I wrap at 170. Okay, I wrap my briskets at 170 because that's where I find to be the best for me. Um, if you have another temperature, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm, actually, I'm I'm between 165, 170, and yeah. how my bark is. Exactly right. Yeah, exactly. You look at the bark, feel it. If your bark's feeling good, we're wrapping right. So I've already temped to 170. So with that knowing, that brisket is cooked. The beef is cooked. We're not worried about – It was about cooked temp- at 130. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying we're not <laughs> worried about any other te- temperature, internal. internal temperature at that point. Once now I, you're once waiting I, for the jiggle. Exactly. I'm waiting for that jiggle and I'm waiting to put that, put that thermopen in there and feel it just slide in like butter. And yep. if I don't feel that – I don't care if it reads 195 or if it reads 205. I've had some delicious briskets go to 212 all day long. I normally, um, I normally honestly take my briskets to about 208, 208, 209. And that's where I find to be the best. Mainly, I am cooking hotter and faster, though. So I, I with that understanding, is if, if you're going to cook briskets hotter and faster, you got to take them up a little bit higher, right? Um, yep. I still fun- have not done one hot and fast. The funny thing is I've got, I got a guy um, – I had a pop-up go, what temp do you cook your briskets to? I'm like, 208. And he's like, yeah, I can tell. Fuck you. No, you can't. There's no fucking way in hell you can tell. Like, you can't tell. He's like, yeah, man, I've cooked so many briskets. And I was like, okay, dude, hold on, hold on. How many briskets Okay, what's your you restaurant? Cooked? I'd love to know what your restaurant is because I guarantee you have not cooked more than the guy doing the pop-up. Yeah. Well, I'm like, I'm like, how, like here's the thing. I had six briskets on my smoker today. Six. Okay. You didn't cook six at one time. You, maybe you cooked one six different times. And it was the best brisket ever, but you're not juggling five others. But you babied it the whole way around. Yeah. It's, like it's a completely we were, different beast. It's a completely different beast. We were doing catering today. Um, we had a couple catering uh, jobs today, so I had to cook a bunch of briskets. And uh, I had a buddy over, and... He was at the kitchen with me, and he's he's actually doing a cook for me. He um, unfortunately, I will be actually out of town, so I can't do one of our catering jobs. Well, I got to take the job, right? I got to make we got to make the money. So I'm like, okay, I got a buddy that can cook this. Why not let him? Why not let him cook it? So he came to the kitchen today. Came over. Um, and hung out with me all day and kind of played because he's never cooked on the mixin. So he's like, I want to at least watch you cook on it, play with it and have me, you know, kind of guide me into how to cook on this thing so that I'm, I'm not going in blind. Right. And he's cooked on a, he's cooked on a bunch of other cookers. So it's not, I'm not worried about him not being able to produce good barbecue. None of that. I'm, I'm not worried about 
any of that. I I think he cooks better than I do. To be like to be quite honest, like if someone says like who's the better cook, I'm pointing at him. Like to me, I'm like he's <laughs> he's he's better. Like <laughs> like you want good barbecue? Go to him. Like, Go to I him. Just, what I just cook. don't bothering me for. Yeah. So like I'm like okay. So so we're playing around and. Um, it's just he he's kind of like learning in that in that aspect so that that was kind of fun today but it, when somebody says like two i can tell like do you know you can't it's impossible and i asked him today i was like uh i'm like how many briskets have you cooked in your life and he was like i don't know and like gave me a decent number and i'm like okay cool i'm gonna need you to do that all at once <laughs> yeah Try, try throwing on like 10 all at once and then you're rotating and you're wrapping and you're getting everything right. Yep. And then mind you, you also doing your ribs and your chicken and your sides. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. everything's on a timeline. You now know how everything has to hold when things are coming off, when new things are going back on. Like me, I, I don't have the luxury as of yet to be able to do everything on one smoker. Yeah. I'm doing them on two to three. And it's sucks. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I agree. I mean, I get, I get you. And then you gotta be able to move. You get, you, you're, you're moving shit. There's a lot of moving parts. You're watching numerous fires. Um, for me, every, br- every brisket's always cooking differently. Not, not one brisket's the same. Exactly. I mean, they are, and and a brisket that you think is just gonna be fine, you're like fuck. Like one of my briskets today just literally just skyrocketed up and then like it, it skyrocketed up to about 140 and every other brisket was like 75 degrees. Yeah. So now you have the brisket that's done three hours before all yeah. the other ones. And thank God like we have – we have a hot box. So – I can just throw it in Cam- the Cambros? We do have Cambros, but we also have – we have a steaming hot box. So basically what oh, it does yeah. is it steams inside the – it's moist heat, right? So I can set the thing to 150 and yep. set my moisture level at about like 80 to 90 percent and just let it sh- – just let it sit in there with tons of moisture. I actually cheat. I have my oven has a warming box. I keep it at 140 in the oven. It doesn't okay. have the moisture though, but See, that moisture, nine times out of ten, it helps it huge. I'm I'm sure. Yeah, it's it, dude. Uh, and uh, I'll I'll send you some stuff after this podcast. Um, they're they're sure. not that brutally expensive. I I definitely I definitely recommend them. Um, when we got ours, it, it changed the it changed every it changed the game. You know what I mean? It it allowed me to do bigger jobs. It allowed me to do more consistent cooking. Um, in the sense of, I was able to hold things for the for the length that I wanted to hold them, or the length that I needed to hold them. And jobs. that and that and that's one of your main battles. Like I, I know me starting off. I I'm way before you getting into it. And if you don't have certain things. Certain materials, certain yep. equipment, it, it's an uphill battle. But well, I mean, if you can't plumber, sell right? it, yeah, I, I, and I work like 70, 80 hours a week on top of that. Exactly. I, I get it. So, like, my dad came from construction. I grew up with it. I get it. But it's like, man, if you don't have that tool 
to bend that pipe or to uh, be able to like for for the I'm gonna talk talk a little plumber here. Um, sure. And this is gonna be interesting if I if I get this right if I remember correctly. <laughs> but like here's the thing: like you want to add, you know, you're you got to add uh, a sink to the to the second floor, right? You got to tap into that main water supply. Well, you got to yep. drain all the water out of the house. So yep. you got to drain the water, and then you got to make sure that those pipes that you're that you're tapping onto, um, you got to be able to get you them. They got to be completely dry. Because if they're not dry and there's moisture in them, your seal's not going to seal correctly. Correct? Yeah, of course. So, so then you're you're putting torches there to 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 burn out any 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 water, right? Well, if you don't have those proper torches, man, you're not doing that job, or it's taking you so much longer to drain all the water out, make sure that it all evaporates, and make sure that it all dries out. Where if you just had the proper job or proper tool, you could do that job in and nail it out of the park. Exactly. You know. Yep. And that's one of the things that like I've always been taught is like, man, sometimes you just need that proper tool. And if 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 it's a if it's a tool that's stopping you from doing that job, then you need to man up, throw that money down in it, get it, and get yep. better. And I've always looked at, you know, maybe I don't make any money on that job. No, but it paid for the equipment to get that job done. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Maybe I didn't make any money on job a but job b c d and e dude i already have the tool and we're we're, we're going yep. you know what i mean it, it's it, will, it will make the, it will make the money and it's like so right now i'm booked up for seven games uh going into nfl this year awesome all that money will just go towards trailer new smoker classes better knives just shit that i know i need yeah why pay it out of pocket when doing what I do, if I'm not showing profit, even though I'm just investing it right back in, yeah, it's it's silly. I mean, that's like the guys that do comp. You're spending fifty thousand dollars a year to chase a thirty dollar fucking trophy. Yeah, pretty much. Why why not make money for it? Because uh, because they probably have too much money as it is. Uh, I don't know. Have you been on this? Have you been on that circuit? Have you seen some of the guys that? That are on that circuit, and have you seen some of their rigs? Oh, so, some of it's insane. Some of it is insane. I, I am, I'm a perfectionist with a lot of things. And before I even started doing any competitions, I went and I visited a couple and just hung out with some of the guys after turn-ins. Yep. Just to try to get an idea, and I'm just going, "What the fuck?" Yep. Like some of those rigs are ninety thousand dollars, if not more. If not, yeah, if not more. Some some of them they're pulling a big RV. Oh yeah. On top of their enclosed uh, porch trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, th- it's it's insane. Yep. On top of the thousand dollars in meat that they just did, just to turn in, and then what? They don't they the a donate the food or b it gets frozen and you get leftovers for competition barbecue. Who the hell fucking eats competition barbecue at the house? No one. Nobody. It gets Nobody. Thrown, it gets it's literally you know what it happens. It gets pushed to the back of the freezer. It sits there for a year. You clean out your freezer and you throw it away. Yep. I, I've had I did a, I did a tailgate um, a couple weeks ago. Well, actually, it's been a month now. But anyways, make the long story short, it was just a, it was just a tailgate. It was just wings and uh, ribs. I had three guys at work. They're like, "Hey, all the, whatever you don't use, I'll buy it. I want to taste them." I'm like, "You you want to taste competition ribs a day later? Yeah, fine. Fuck it here. 
Give me 25 bucks. You have them. They were probably like, those were great. No, they probably said they sucked and they threw them in the trash. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the hard thing, dude. People are like, oh, I want this competition. I want competition. No, you don't. They pack so much flavor into one bite that you can't eat that much shit. No. And then so much sodium, your hands swell up. It, oh, hard. yeah. You're, you're basically having a heart attack over a weekend. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> I, it's, it blows my mind. I don't understand it. But and people then, go nuts over it. That's what they want until they actually eat it. Yeah. that No, that's the thing. They, they want that until they get it. Because they want to be the guy that goes, oh, man, did you have Mikey K's comp ribs? He came in third place. I bought yep. a rack for $30. Mm-hmm. How was it? Uh, Fucking horrible. <laughs> it, it, was, it was tight. It was tight. It was really sweet. There was a ton of sauce on it. Yep. No shit, numb nuts. Uh huh. That's just hey, dude. That's just like the chick that's or that was like you know your your pork belly had a lot of fat in it. And it's like yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> that's that is pork belly. Like yeah. <laughs> well, I just think it's funny when people like, like you know they'll be like you know like brisket was fatty. Yeah. It's a cheap cut of meat. Yeah, it's not cheap anymore, but it was. What are you guys paying per pound for Prime up uh, in Chicago? Uh, prime, you're going to range anywhere. Um, not, uh, okay, I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you like grocery store prices and then um, – Well, I was going to say Costco. Okay, co- I can give you Costco prices as, as a consumer base. Um Prime Costco, you're looking at three, three sixty nine to three ninety nine, depending on the Costco that you go to and the and and how many boxes they're getting in. I, I'm so jealous. What are you guys at right now? Okay, so first and foremost, we have still not got Prime Packers at Costco or BJ's. Okay. So we only I use a restaurant depot that only carries Choice. We are paying three sixty nine for Choice. Paying three sixty nine for choice. Ooh, yep. we're paying two ninety nine for choice, and we're, yeah. we're using a. Uh, when we use choice, we use certified Angus beef. Uh, choice black ink, yeah, yeah. That, black that's Angus, one I'll that's get from the there. Yeah. I also have a meat market that will do prime packets for me, and that's about five ninety nine a pound, give or take. Ooh, yeah, um, and that's from a meat packer. Yeah, that that's kind of high up there. Welcome um, to Boston. <laughs> Well, I everything's mean, expensive, dude. Everything ex- is expensive here. Don't get us wrong, man. We're we're expensive as hell. Chicago's uh, a great up and coming city with a lot of stuff. Lot we we just our taxes are ridiculous, but that's it's, a whole it's other, on my bucket a list. Whole another podcast, but uh, we're we're doing good. I'm I'm a little bit worried about pork prices. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, pork prices are on the rise. Uh, yep. For those of you guys who don't know. Uh, there was a lot of pigs that got slaughtered in China that were not able to be eaten. They're, they're, or they didn't get slaughtered. I guess they, they, they died of a disease. And um, so the Chinese market is, is purchasing up American pigs, which is going to draw up the price for us. And then also, I mean, pork belly has been, has been rising like crazy anyways. Because they, there's just not enough. We're about three ninety nine a pound on pork belly. We're three twenty nine. 
Well, three ninety nine. That um, I'm buying Prairie Fresh. I don't know if you guys have them out there. I'm sure you do, though. Prairie. Yeah, we have Prairie Fresh. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm doing Prairie Fresh ribs and pork butts. Um, I'm about one eighty nine a pound for a pork butt, and then Prairie Fresh ribs, St. Louis. I'm around three dollars, give or take. Now, are you doing? Are are they cutting them down for you, or are you are you cutting them down for St. Louis? St. Louis, usually they're cut down for me, but if if I'm in a jam, I have no problem slicing them up and, and breaking them down to St. Louis. Okay. There, there's no cost difference. That's the thing. Like where oh, I'm there's at. There's no cost difference? Uh, no cost difference. So wow. if I'm going to take St. Louis, I might as well take St. Louis. Why pay for the extra weight? See, there, there's a cost difference by us. And to be honest, I've just been serving full spares. I have never gone that route ever. Just in, went in, full in, spares. And people are loving it. Because they feel looking, they're getting more. Exactly. They so feel I'm they're just, getting more. I'm just like, screw it. Why, why, why do the extra knife work if they like it? Well, whenever I've done like beans, my cowboy beans and stuff like that, when I do break down the full spares, I'll use, I'll chop up the, t- the, the tip part tips. off of it and yep. I'll put it into the, into the beans. Yep. But for the most part, honestly, it's never been a seller really for me. It's, it's a decent bean, it's, but it's not in the right home about. To be I honest, haven't gone anything crazy with it. Our beans don't stay – they sell really well on the catering end of it. But as far as going into pop-ups and doing it in breweries and stuff like that, they don't sell very well. And I, I, I think that's just because when you're at a bar or you're having beers, you're not looking to get beans. No. No. You, you want to try their mac and cheese. You might get some of their greens. Maybe. Depends. Some places do a real good green. I know mac and cheese. I've been trying to work on mac and cheese. I am banned from trying two of my recipes. It's dog shit. It's unedible. Our mac and cheese is rowdy. Um, Our mac and cheese is fantastic. People write home about it all the time. Uh, They love it. We do a smoked mac and cheese. um, And then we just really – dude, we just crush it out of the park and people just fucking love it. It's all about the cheese sauce. Exactly. It's all about using that heavy whipping cream and, yes. and getting it in. And and not going – I mean we use heavy whipping cream and whole milk in ours. So the yep. people are like, how many calories is this? I'm like, just eat it. It's, bar- <laughs> it's fucking barbecue. <laughs> but I'm like, just eat it. it. It doesn't matter how many calories it is. We did figure it out because, you know, we the, – I think, I think it's the chef in me that was like, you know what? I fucking kind of want to know. I just want to like. I just want to know. And were you shocked by the number? I was actually shocked at how much lower it was than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> That's great, then. So if you go for a, 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 we do a full pan of mac and cheese, right? So yep. if you had to give a calorie count for the whole pan of mac and cheese, what would you say it was? Oh man, a, a full hotel pan. Full hotel pan. Uh, 8,000. Okay, you're low. We're 27,000 calories. Yeah, I, I honestly I had no idea. I, <laughs> I wouldn't even know where to start how to judge it. So twenty, we do, do ours was 27,000 calories. And that's, we also, we also do an option where you can have bacon in your mac and cheese. Um, and that one's a little bit higher because <laughs> the bacon adds a little bit more. Um, and when we do the bacon, we but actually... But is it too fatty bacon? 
Is it no, too fatty? No, no. I, ma- I make sure I make sure that bacon's nice. It's a thick cut, but it's nice. And then and then what we do is when when we add the bacon into it, um, I I cook the bacon first, obviously, and I use the 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 bacon fat. I was gonna say bacon fat is liquid gold. Exactly, and then it goes it goes into the mac and cheese. It goes into the cheese sauce, and then becomes one. Oh, you, you speak in my language. And then and then it and then it grow it, it brings it all all together, and it, it's fantastic. And then we. Put what are you up. using? What are you using for pasta? I'm curious. Um, it, it starts with a C. Uh, it's the okay. Uh, yeah, the Italian one. I'm not, uh, you're from Boston. You should be able to say this better than I am. Uh, <laughs> I'm Irish. <laughs> yeah. You guys eat pasta too. It's fun. Uh, it, it, um, it, but it's, it's the celatoni or whatever. I'm sure somebody's yep. screaming it right now at me. Uh, uh yeah. So someone is flipping out right now. Yeah. I'm very sorry. I, I just know where to get it. But that's the pasta that we use. Uh, the reason I use that pasta is I feel like it holds together better. Under the sauce. Exactly. And for what I do to it, it holds together better. And it holds longer. I do cook it very al dente. Um, and what I do is I, I cook it al dente. I mix it in the sauce. We let it cool completely. And then we bring it back up in the smoker. So that's that actually, that's so, actually a good so that idea. noodle smokes, but at the same time as that noodle smoking, it's heating itself up, right? And so you're bringing noodle, it back up to that nice and tender. Yeah, pasta. but then as the noodle's cooking, right, it's opening up because normally it would accept uh, um, liquid into itself. It would it would it would um, accept water, right? Well, yep. since it's opening up, it's accepting that cheese and it's pulling that cheese in. And then it's making it more creamy. You know, it's it's becoming one with the with the noodle, the cheese and the noodle become one. <laughs> that then, that is sounding amazing. I did a um, I did then, a brisket mac and cheese grilled cheese that's for fantastic. some buddies as a as a kind of a see how the hell it flings out. Yeah, it was awesome. We did a we just did a we just did this lunch pop up for this corporate building, and they were like, we're gonna have like five hundred people. They're like, we know you guys are kind of traditional barbecue. Is there any way you guys can kind of do something fun? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. We'll we'll do. We'll put together some dishes. Um, normally, we're an a la carte. Like when we when we're at uh, breweries and we're doing pop ups, we're a la carte. It's you want brisket, great. You're getting brisket with a slice of bread. You want mac or you want pulled pork, awesome. You're getting pulled pork with a slice of bread. Type, you know, that's the kind of yep. barbecue place that we are. Um, and they were like, well, could you guys kind of make it like more of a lunch thing? And I was like, yeah, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do uh, pulled pork mac, pulled pork mac and cheese. So what we did is we did our mac and cheese. We topped that with our pulled pork and then we drizzled dressing over or um, sauce over the top of it. Uh, yeah, a nice little sauce to dress yeah, it up a little bit. Just to dress it up. And, exactly. Yep. And, and have it melt together and come together completely. If you just get our mac and cheese, what we do is we actually use – we we top it with Cheez-Its at the end of it. So if you're at if you're at a pop-up, we get extra crunchy Cheez-Its, we crush those and we top it just with Cheez-Its on top of it. Have you ever smoked Cheez-Its? I have, but it, you it, they don't come out that well. To, it, at least on top of the mac and cheese. You can't put them on top because they get mushy or they if you if you don't eat them right away, they get mushy. So what we do is we put them on right before service. 
like right before, like as it's going out of the line, and and literally he, and literally just crush it up right then and there, and then yep, and then top and it, boom, people go. People go crazy for it. They're like, "What is on top of this mac and cheese?" And I'm like, "It's cheese. It's cheese. It's crunchy cheese." <laughs> and they're like, "I would have never thought that." It kind of gives you that whole like panko. You know, like people that yep. like that pink, but I just, you know, I was like, I like panko. I think it's cool, but what can I do that's a little bit better? And I was just looking at stuff, and I'm like, dude, I'm gonna fucking put Cheez-Its on this thing. It, it's it's out of the park. It, it, Cheez-It, Cheez-Its on anything, especially mac and cheese. It just it works. It it's anonymous well, with it. Well, the, the the macaroni and the cheese is so so creamy and and almost sweet. Not sweet, not like sweet sweet, but it it it's savory. You know what I mean? And then you get the little bit of salty, and it's you're giving like, that oh little bit of god. Yeah, and I do. I actually in, in our cheese sauce, so I I actually put a I put seasoning in our cheese sauce. <laughs> I know. A yeah, lot of people that that don't. is the one thing I'm really trying to get down is my cheese sauce. I have it now. The last one I did a couple weeks ago, I I I literally had like ten guys come over. I'm like, hey. You guys are doing my taste run. Like, I, I need it. I need an honest response. Here you go. Here's beer. Here's some whiskey. And let it fly and let them get, you know, yeah. garbage of the mouth after a couple beers. And they're like, this is the best one to date. I'm like, great. What does it need, though? And it was the same thing. It needed a topping. It needed some type of a uh, cracker, a crunch at Dude, the top. Dude, try cheese. It's, but you got to yeah. get the extra crunch. I get the toasted ones. The extra crunchy. Just because I think it's better. <laughs> I, might, I might have to try it. Try it. Dude, I'm telling you, it. try it out. They're, they're fantastic. They, they really add – they add a whole new level to what you're doing. You know what I mean? It just yeah. adds that little bit – That extra level. Uh-huh. And, you, and you're just it's, – it's just one more element that's just making it a, a success. And it's just that much better. And when people are like, oh, my God. And they don't they, – they're like, oh, my God. I, I, I would never think – they're like, I would never think of putting cheeses on my mac and cheese. And I was like, oh, really? I'm like, I was kind of just, you know. Winging it one day and, day and said, God, it was a good idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? But isn't those some of the best ideas that you have and you just – you're bored off your ass or something. It's Saturday or Sunday. You're not working. And you're just going, you know what? I'm going to try something different. And don't worry, because I'm hard. I never take pictures. I, my Instagram is a disgrace. And when I do take pictures, they're horrible. You gotta get better at that. I. They're advertising. Uh, I know, I know. And then you gotta deal with all the hashtag parts, and then now you're going into a whole another dealing with the algorithms and. Oh, believe me, I live in that world. Yes. I tell me about it. I, I'm I'm too old fashioned and cranky. I swear. You're preaching to the choir. I it's I feel like it's something I don't have to do, but I know it's a requirement nowadays. Yeah. Because now they're typing it in. Now they want to see it. Now they're typing in man meat barbecue hashtag something else, and they want to see what comes up. Yep. And it's it's sending you're getting you you're potentially getting clients out of it. Yeah. It, it's crazy. It's nuts in a world we live in. It it used to be I was so I'm going to be organic 100. I'm not going to pay for follow i'm not going to drop names but there's people that pay for followers and oh yeah mostly mostly those pellet grill guys <laughs> but it's it's insane to me cook good food they will come back well and the, and the funny thing is like 
you can't just cook good food in the sense of like making it look pretty because if it doesn't have taste, it ain't shit. Um, because I, some of my best dishes have looked hideous and they tasted amazing. Yeah. But, but I will say it's true. People eat with their eyes and they want to make sure that they, that what, what you're selling them looks good. So I I try to, I try to make sure that I kind of, you know, make it look nice and, and and I do, I do my best. Power to you, man. It's tough. I, I, I battle it every day. My girlfriend's all the time. She's like, you got to get better at taking pictures. Don't yep. forget to take pictures and then go, oh, yeah. And everyone's commenting going, hey, every, all the food was great. Where's the pictures? Oh, hey. I, I forgot. I was too busy hosting. Yep. I did. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a win-win. It, or you, you're damned if you do it. You're damned if you don't. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's one of those things, like, same thing with, like, with the barbecue company, it's like, damn, I got to remember to take pictures because I got to be able to move the Instagram. I got to, I got to be able to post shit on Facebook. Uh, people want to see this. People want to see that. So you, you're, you're kind of, you're, you're, you almost feel kind of like a jackass in the sense where you're like, oh, I gotta, I gotta stop a second and take pictures. Well, I mean, think about it. I mean, I'm sure like you're promoting your pop-ups and your catering company. You're trying to go full, complete yep. mainstream. Well, actually you are, you are mainstream in a sense you don't have a brick and mortar yet but yeah. you're doing your pop-ups you have your catering and it's like when the hell do you ever think for a second going oh you know what i needed a picture of this why i'm working to show it you never think of that yet because you're too busy working for for the most part yes but then i'm like oh shit i have to do this i actually yeah, it, I, I, you know what i do is i actually set timers on my phone so when i'm when i'm doing my timeline um, you know to actually cooks. stop, try to grab like, a color on something or no, a smoker. It, it'll it'll be it'll like literally it'll be like take photo. Gotcha. Like I I, I have to do that. Otherwise I, I otherwise my my brain is running fifty different million things. You know what I mean? And you you're in the middle of making making cheese sauce and doing all that shit, and then you're like, wait a minute, I need a photograph of this. <laughs> <laughs> I know? I did yeah so I I did my full uh, uh, Nevs which is Northeast Barbecue Society uh, it's spin basically a spinoff of uh, KCBS yeah uh, um, I did my first tailgate just dipping my fucking my feet into it seeing where I was at and one of my buddies was like you know what are you doing I'm like no I'm a one man band I'm I'm doing it all my own I don't need I don't need help I don't need he's like I'm gonna come and just at least take pictures so you can remember it. Because you, know you, you don't, you do a competition, you don't remember shit because you're too busy running around and going nuts. But him coming and taking pictures for you, I mean, that's a huge help. Yeah, and hey, and I even got him to help me load the truck up. <laughs> so hey, it was a win-win for me. That, that's even better. Because then it's like, hey, help me load the truck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I end up lucking out. My, my, I, I spoiled myself. My first ever... Uh, Pro con, uh, wasn't well. Wasn't pro. We had five pro teams there. Which whatever. Don't get me started on that. And on a tailgate. But I ended up coming in six overall. I ended up taking some hardware home with that. I took third wings, and uh, that that lit a f- fire up under my ass. Yeah, you but, probably would have been better off coming in dead ass last. Uh, honestly, I was expecting to, especially when I saw the names. They sent out the name packets of all the teams competing. I'm going. Wait a minute. This guy's a pro. This guy's a pro in Vens. Oh, 
this guy does like 40 KCBSs a year. Oh, wait, this guy also does like 20 a year. I'm like, why am I even doing this? I'm yeah. setting myself up for failure. Yeah, but you know what? You can... You know hey, what I, mean? I came in and spanked some of them, so I'm happy with it. Yeah, it, 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 uh, any day you can cook. That's why, that's one of the reasons I don't like competition barbecue in the sense of like, sometimes you'll be like, oh, this person, I beat this person. I'm better than them. It's like, mm, no, you're better than them today. Yep. Try, <laughs> try doing it another 30 times and see what happens. That or, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're better than them today or... Maybe they maybe they were on an off day. You know what I mean? Like shit. I I've, everyone has them. I've had some days where I'm just like, today was not my day of cooking. Like <laughs> <laughs> something goes wrong. You you spend too much time doing something else, and you you got away from something else, and it, it can fuck up your whole cook in a matter of twenty thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. I I it mean, can, dude. It, I, like I said, dude, I love the um, the people that are like, yeah, dude, I cook in the backyard. My ribs are way better than yours. Fantastic. Yeah, awesome. You cook two racks. Yeah, dude, thank you so much. We had a guy come up, and he told me, he goes, he's, mind you, okay, our pop-up starts at 5 o'clock. It is 4.30. We're just getting set up. Okay? Yep. He's already in line. He's half oh, an hour geez. early. Okay. Yeah. So he already has like 300 reviews under his belt. Yeah. <laughs> but so he tells me he's like, he's like, oh, do you guys have ribs at this pop-up? I go, we do not have ribs at this pop-up. I'm really sorry. We didn't bring them to this pop-up. Because I, I do ribs every once in a while. And when we do ribs for a pop-up, we do six racks and we're done. Like, it, it, it takes up so much real estate on your smoker. Oh yeah, but I mean, it, but I do it so honestly. Like I want it. Like I want people to, if they're coming for ribs, they're coming and they're coming early and they're getting them and then they're done. You know, we're not holding those ribs for a long time. So he's like, man, he's like, that sucks. I'm like, yeah, sorry, dude. I'm like, we don't bring ribs to every every pop up. Yeah, and you're also like, trying to produce the best taste possible exactly so but so he goes he goes um okay well what do you guys have on your you know on your thing and i was like okay cool i'm like here's what we got we got i'm like we're doing you know our brisket we're doing pulled pork and we're doing um we're doing pork belly burn ends and then obviously our sides are always mac and cheese and coleslaw um and he's like man i gotta tell you he's like your coleslaw fucking sucks. Thank you very much. Have another. See you later. Yeah, and I just looked at him like, thank you. And he's like, no, no. He's like, really? He's like, it sucks. And I'm like, thank you. I'm like, that's awesome. And he like, he did not know what to say. Like, he was just like, uh, did he just say thank you for telling me it sucked? And I'm like, thank you. Uh-huh. Thank you. And he's like, no, no, really, it sucked. I'm like, well, thank you. I'm like, but obviously something was good because you're fucking standing in line half an hour before everybody else. That guy purposely did it just to be a dick. Oh, totally. But it's like, dude, oh, here's the thing. I'm a barbecue guy. Do you think I want to be known for my coleslaw? I would hope not. 
I mean, we get a we get a lot of compliments on our coleslaw. People really like it because we do a vinegar slash mayo base. So I I kind of go down both both paths, right? Yeah, but, and you put and you put some work in it. You know your products where it should be. Yeah, not everyone's gonna like that though. I, me me and you could literally cook side by side, and I do a rack of ribs, and you do a rack of ribs, and they're gonna there. go. I lo- I liked Mikey's better, and then the same exact person. Or our sister's going to go over and go, oh, Mass was really good, though. Yep. It, 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 everyone has a different palate. Yep. No, I mean. There's 100% of the people. If you can please the 95%. You're good to go. Y- yes. You're making money. You know, and, and the, the thing is, like, dude, we, we, we just try making people happy. That's all I'm going for. I just want to feed people. Yeah. And it's, there's nothing better when they just look up at you. And you can see them. They're eating it. They haven't even walked 10 feet away from you. And they're going, and they're shaking their head and they're going, this is fucking yeah. good. Yep. And you're like, yes. Fuck yeah. I nailed that one. Yeah. And you're like, okay, cool. There's no it. better feeling. That's it. I, I hit it. And you, and you got paid for it. Yeah. Which is scary sometimes. It, isn't it? <laughs> that, that's the thing that that's the thing that freaked me out i think the most when i just started doing some of it i i think i did one of my first graduation parties i did uh two full trays of pork i did uh a hundred wings and i did i don't know i think it was like 10 racks of ribs they didn't want brisket which whatever i don't get it but hey whatever fuck that's what they wanted and I ended up dropping off delivery. I didn't have to slice. I didn't have to do it. I had everything set up. I literally did everything right there on spot and then walked away. And people come up to me. Like, I had people come up in the car, and they give me their business cards going, hey, uh, let me know when you actually go commercial. I, I need this. Yeah. I'm like, well, guess what? I'm not commercial yet, but I have no problem cooking for you and taking your money now so I can get commercial. Yeah. <laughs> And it, it, it's one of the, like, like you said, you know, it's one of those things like them, them liking it and being like, oh my God, this is amazing. You're just like, yes, it doing something right. And I always say it like when you see that person smile and that person likes your food, um, 3 a.m. is not that bad. Oh, uh, I don't know about that one. <laughs> I don't know about that. I hate it. I, I hate it. So half the time when I'm doing it, I'm coming off. Anywhere from a 12-hour to an 18-hour shift. Yeah, I get you. I get two hours of sleep and then prep and starting to roll the fire. Yep. But then but then when they like it, you're like, man, okay. That was good. Yeah, the, pay, the payoff feels See? good, I, I will say. See? The payoff it, does feel good. You look at it and you're like, yeah, 2, 3 a.m., not that bad. Yeah. You know, right. like we did, we, did a, um, we did a beer fest earlier this year. And it it snowed in April here, uh, just like la- Boston, basically. Last weekend, last week of April, almost May, fucking snow snows. Well, we're an outdoor beer fest. The day that it's gonna snow, oh, it was man. seventy. It was sixty and seventy degrees. The day before, the two or- days beforehand. You're like now, were you guys and you guys were only doing the pop up, so basically everything you already bought, everything you already did, set we're up, committed, in, and we're in a tent. You're just doing a uh, ten by ten canopy with walls. I'm assuming no walls, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that sucks. Oh, did, did, how, how, you you lost your legs? 
I froze my nuts off. But you know what? At the end of the day, everyone being like, this is some of the best barbecue I've ever had. It was like, yeah, cool. (laughs) It was fucking worth it. Here we go. You know what I mean? I didn't. And we. It was brutal. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. And I mean, I was on at the end of that day. By the time we were done, I was on. I mean, I was probably going 32 hours straight at that point. You know, because that, I mean, that's when that's when everything gets really foggy towards the end. You don't remember certain turn ins. You don't remember meeting certain people. Yeah, that's the, that's the rough one. That's yeah, the it, rough one. everything. Everything gets a little great. I did that when I did one of my comps. I did a my was this actual rib cook off. He, yeah. he does a whole lot. He gets like the WWF wrestling belt. The entire nine, he actually gets judged, like actual judges. And I worked 23 hours straight, came home, prepped all my ribs, cut everything up, vac sealed them back up, loaded the truck up. By the time the cook was done, all said and done, I think it was up 36 hours. Yeah, that's a rough one. I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it. I don't remember half of it unless, thank God, people took pictures. (laughs) I I never would have known I was there. Yeah, because I mean, it, it, you start to um, hallucinate a little bit at that at that thirty six, yeah, thirty seven. It's, zom- it's zombie mode. Zombie oh, yeah. mode. Well, your bo- your 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 body's just on cruise control at that point. Yeah, like you just you, that- you just you're cruising. You just go. Thank God for whiskey, <laughs> man. Matt, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast, hanging out with us, chatting barbecue. So I like to end the podcast in this way. If you could go, knowing what you know now, if you could go back to the start of your barbecue journey and give yourself three tips to help shorten your barbecue learning curve, what would those three tips be? Oh, man. Um, Try to figure out where you want to go with it. There's a big difference between competition and vending. A huge difference. Get yourself decent gear. Don't waste your money on the $10 thermometers. Get good stuff. Go with Thermapro, Flame Boss, whatever. And whatever smoker you th- think you need, just buy it bigger. Yep. Um, it's n- there's no shame in reaching out and asking someone, hey, this is what I did. What did I do wrong? Oh, you do that. I get that all the time. I love that. I love because I, I love talking through through shit with people, and maybe I'm not doing it the exact right way because I'm not saying that I'm like the god of, of barbecue, but I'll give you my point of view and how I do it, and we can work through it together. And I, maybe I'll learn something from you. You know what I mean? I've learned shit from people because then I'm like, I'm gonna try it that way. Constructive criticism is huge. Oh yeah. I mean, just hey. Hey, man, it's dried out. Where did you bring this to? Oh, I brought it to this. Okay, maybe you should try it this way. Yeah. Maybe, all right. And, and just practice, practice, practice. And it's also like, you know what I mean? Like, why not ask that person? They're, they, they were where you were at one point. Yes, exactly. I, I mean, I've been there so many times where I'm just like, what am I doing wrong? I'm not nailing this like I should. 
And then I've reached out to like a comp guy or something like that. And I've said, Hey, A, B, C, and D. And he's like, well, dude, A, you fucked up. This is what you should do. Go back to go back, do this. And that will change B, C, and D. Yeah. Reach out for help. There's plenty of things that you can see YouTube. Now there's Instagram. There's all types of things where you can go out and look. Uh, one thing that probably one hands down, which I should have done with no culinary background at all. Like my mother's Irish. The whole spice jaw can fall into the sauce and will still be bland. T- take a class. Don't be afraid to take a class and learn something and improve your game. Yeah. They, that's why you. they get paid. They, they've learned it. They've went to school. They, they have culinary background. It's not going to hurt you at all. Yeah, I agree with you. I, uh, I, you know, I've taken numerous barbecue classes. Um, I have the pleasure of teaching barbecue classes now and getting to share share some of my knowledge, which is fantastic. And it's one of the it's one of the the fun most fun things I can do is is teaching barbecue. And I think that uh, it's almost like a weird little spectrum of when I teach barbecue, it's almost not fair because I learn shit too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I no, I, no, I agree because I always make my classes as interactive as possible and I'm bringing people into it, trying to teach them and I'll, I'll pick something up from them that they're like, well, I do mine this way. Like, wow. Never thought that. of doing it that way. Yeah. I'm going to play with that. Let me, let me see yeah. if I can make that work. And then, then that gets right back into the whole, Hey, I just saw this out of a cookbook, but I'm putting my own twist on it. Yep. It, it falls into the same thing. Yeah. Very, very much so. Yeah, you get a little bit of that inspiration, and then you, and then you, you, you run, you run with it. Yeah, let me put my own twist on it and see what the results are. Well, Matt, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast, hanging out with us, and chatting barbecue. If you can do me one last favor, if you can tell everyone where they can follow your barbecue journey on the internet, also where they can find your new your new catering company. I am at Instagram at Gus's Barbecue G U S S underscore B B Q. And I actually do not have a website up and running yet. Okay, well, I, I'm getting there. <laughs> when you get there, we'll make it happen. Fair no, enough. We'll, Thank we'll, you for we'll having shot. me. Yeah, absolutely. And w- once we, uh, once you get fully legal and you're doing all your stuff and you build that trailer, we got to get you back on for an update. I would love to do it, man. It was a great talking with you. Thank you. Hey, have a good one.